You're listening to The Venue Podcast. The Venue is a worship gathering at Southcrest Baptist Church. We hope that this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. Like David said, grab a seat. Excited to be in worship with you all this morning. Last week, I started off mentioning or just talking about the fact that we are a Jesus church. So if you're around us very long, you're going to see that we love Jesus, right? Amen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, another thing I would say, if you're around us very long, you're going to see that we are a Bible church. What I mean by that is we, while we don't worship the Bible, we love God's Word. It's not just a book. We believe it is divinely inspired, the actual words of God. We believe that His Word is eternal, that it's, that it's practical. It's not just like this abstract, well, it is abstract. It's not just abstract. It's very practical for our lives. We believe that it's not just a bunch of rules, but rather it contains the greatest story ever told, the good news of Jesus Christ. It tells us how we can have a relationship with him. It tells us how our lives should be changed because of Jesus. We believe that God's word is so powerful that you don't need, well, preachers aren't a bad thing. I would say amen to that. Preachers aren't a bad thing. You don't need a preacher. The, The Bible, the word of God speaks for itself. It's that powerful that you just open it up and read it on your own, wherever you may be, and his word will speak to you. Amen. And we believe that this is a special moment. When I say this, I mean, when we're gathered together with the people of God for worship, this is a special moment because we believe that when we open God's word, that he, he actually speaks to us. Not like this, my children, which like should have got uh, Morgan Freeman to come help me with that. But um, no, he, he actually speaks to us, speaks to our, our soul when we read scripture. So this is a special moment. The reality is, and I don't have to tell you this, though we know up here it's a special moment, that's, it's often lost on us that this is a special moment. We, we kind of just go through the motions often on Sunday mornings, and it's just, yeah, come, read my Bible, read scripture, and, and we, we kind of miss what an incredible opportunity this is. I mean, I'm, I'm the preacher up here. I do that sometimes. <gasps> I think there's a, there's a couple of reasons that happens. I think one, as believers, so those who have a relationship with Jesus Christ by grace through faith, we become dangerously familiar with the things of God. So you're, you're around the things of God so much that you just kind of, take it for granted how beautiful it is. Kind of like someone growing up at the foothills of the Rockies or someone growing up right next to the beach. Over, over a period of time, like, it's not that it loses its beauty or its grandeur, you just, you just kind of get used to it. That can happen with the things of God. Another reason I think we just can kind of go through the motions and miss what an incredible opportunity this is is because we have so many amazing resources. It's kind of like, you could say, I don't know if this is a good way to say it, but the curse of blessing. So we're, we're so blessed with so many incredible resources to push us and grow us in our relationship with God that we take it for granted. For example, like, let's say you forgot one of your seven Bibles today to bring to church, right? Like, you, you forgot, you come in like, oh, you know what? We have nice hardcover black ESV Bibles in the back of the chair for you. Or like you can, I don't know if you guys know, you can put your Bible on your phone. How cool is that, right? 
Some of you have your iPads out. I hope maybe someone's got their laptop out. Probably not. That'd be kind of weird. Um, but we have so many resources that we can take for granted what a special opportunity it is to come and study the Word of God together. Now, you know who it would not have been lost on? You know who would not have, I guess you could say, become so familiar with this being an amazing moment that it would have been lost on them? You know who would not have missed this opportunity? That is the church at Colossae, which is who Paul wrote the letter of Colossians to. Think about it. In the, in the first century church, they had ways to come and hear the Old Testament. Many of them had some of the Old Testament memorized, but they didn't bring the Old Testament with them when they came to worship. They couldn't just like pull it out of their back pocket, like get my pocket Old Testament, right? Like they didn't do that. And the New Testament, what we call the New Testament, was still being written. So the Holy Spirit was still inspiring the writers to write the New Testament. So yes, uh, letters were being circulated, uh, like the letters of the scripture, and the gospels were beginning to be circulated, but they didn't have copies and copies and copies yet. So they couldn't show up to church with their Bible, with their New Testament. The Holy Spirit was still inspiring it. So think about the Colossian church showing up, gathering together Sunday after Sunday, worshiping together, talking about Jesus, praying together, singing together, reminding themselves of the stories of the Old Testament and the stories of, of what Christ had done for them. And then think about the moment when they got word that the Apostle Paul, while in prison, was actually under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit writing them a letter. How cool would that have been when they, when they got word? Hey, word on the Christian street is... <laughs> that Paul is writing under the, whole, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he's writing a letter to us. And think about what it would have been like the moment that Tychicus is a guy, he's the guy that was the letter deliverer to, Coloss to Colossae, to the Christians at Coloss Colossae, there we go. Think about the moment, how amazing that moment would have been when Tychicus showed up and was like, guys, I have the letter from Paul. He's been writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and I have the letter. We get to read it and it's, it's God's word to us and more than that, they understood it was God's word to the generations to come of believers who would read and trust God's word. How cool would that moment have been? Pretty cool. What would it, what would it be like to experience that? We've been since uh, February, I believe, um, going through this series, this, the book of Colossians, very slowly, very methodically, almost verse by verse. And this morning, I want us to, to look at it, it's at it in its entirety with the mindset, the atmosphere of leaning in as that, the first century Colossian believers would have heard the letter. So they wouldn't have necessarily gone through how we have been doing it, which it's not bad to do that. They... They read the letter. They, they read it in its entirety. So we're gonna have some fun this morning. We're gonna do something a little different. Um, I'm gonna do what I call a first-person narrative. Don't let that freak you out. It's where I'm going to um, preach as though I'm someone from the New Testament scriptures. So my name is fixed to not be Brandon. It's gonna be Tychicus, which is also a really neat name, right? Tychicus. Um, and a second, I know this is gonna be weird, but it makes it fun. Weird is fun. Uh, keep the venue weird. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna walk out of those doors 
And I'm gonna come back in. I'm not gonna have a cool costume. Sorry to let you down. But I'm gonna come back in as though I'm Tychicus arriving with the letter from Paul. And here's what I'm gonna do. This is crazy. I know to do in church. We're just gonna read scripture. <gasps> what? We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna read it. And I want you to hear it as they would have heard it. Now, there's one thing, and I feel funny asking you to do this. I'm not gonna tell you you can't follow along. This is America, we got freedom, right? <laughs> but I am gonna, <laughs> I thought there's one little pocket over here that's with me. I appreciate that, guys. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I am gonna say, while, while you can follow along, I'm gonna encourage you, this sounds backwards, I know, to not follow along in your Bible because they wouldn't have, right? Because when Tychicus showed up with the letter, it was the first time they were ever hearing it, right? So I'm not telling you put your Bible away, it feels so backwards right now. But I'm asking you to, like they would have, lean in, or like, well, I'm not gonna you stand up. They may have been standing and standing on their tippy toes to listen. I want you to lean in and listen as they would have heard. And just think about, before I start, think about if you couldn't take your Bible home with you, and if you, didn't, if you didn't have the worldwide interwebs, the ways you could access scripture all the time, think how more intently you would listen, right? The words of God for you, hear it in the ear. Y'all with me? All right, I'll be back. <laughs> this seems like a longer walk than when I was thinking about it. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> hey, guys, hey, the letter's here. The letter's here. What's up, Colossians? How y'all doing? Yes, this is so exciting. <laughs> hey, gather around, church. I mean, stay in your seats for real, but gather around, church. Oh, man, Paul has been laboring and the Holy Spirit's been speaking to him, and the letter is finally here. Man, I've traveled so far. By the way, the few of you I haven't met, my name's Tychicus, and man, I, we're just gonna dive in, because I don't wanna wait. You've got a letter inspired by the Holy Spirit written through Paul to you guys. Are you ready to hear it? Man. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, Grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing as it also does among you. Since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, y'all remember Epaphras? Our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the spirit. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, 
being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He, uh, he's talking about Jesus He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. He's the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Wow, that's who Jesus is. And and you, because he's talking about us, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you, us, holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh I'm filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church, in which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. The mystery hidden for ages and generations but now revealed to his saints. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles, us, are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this, I toil. I told y'all, Paul's been working hard struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who may not have seen me face to face. I'm struggling that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I'm absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. For in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. 
And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him you also were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you us who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. How awesome is that? By canceling the record of debt that stood against us with his legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions, puffed up without reason by a sensuous mind and not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with the growth that is from God. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why is if you were still in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom and promoting self-made religion and asceticism and the severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. If then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you've died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death therefore what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. And these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Don't lie to one another. Seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. 
Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Oh man, hey remember I'm just the messenger. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives. Don't be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, don't provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. The wrongdoer will be, will be paid back for the wrong he's done. There's no partiality. So masters, treat your bondservants justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on, a, on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Tychicus, it's me, would tell you all about my activities. He's a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. Right back, right back at you, Paul. I've sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother who is one of you. They will tell you of everything that has taken place here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you. And Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions, if he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justice. These are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers. For, by the way, Colossians, like that, that Jesus is not the Jesus we worship, different Jesus. All right. These are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God. And they have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you. He's always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you. And for those in Laodicea and in Hierapolis, Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas. Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church of the Laodiceans. And see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, 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 there you are. See that you fulfill the ministry 
that you have received in the Lord. It's hard to call you out, bro. (laughs) See that you fulfill the ministry you received. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. He, He even signed it. How cool is that? We got a letter. Man. Hmm. What was that, Alba? Oh, for sure. I don't know if you guys could hear. Alba was asking, it said something about Jesus. Yeah, I think it's right here. It says, Yeah, I thought it was really cool too. Let's read it again, just this little part. He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. And it goes on to say that it's all for him. He's before all things. He's the head of the body. He's the firstborn from the dead that he may be preeminent, supreme. You're right. (laughs) If that's who Jesus is, maybe we're not so crazy for following him. Maybe we're not so crazy for risking our life. Good call, sister. (laughs) Brutus, I knew you would would think that, bro. Yeah, I think it was back here. That was so cool. I know you have such a heart for, for reaching out to people who don't know Christ. Yeah, it says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, people who don't know Christ, making the best use of the time. I knew you would catch that, Brutus, yeah. When we engage with people who don't know Christ, we're supposed to be wise, we're supposed to be intentional, we're supposed to be bold. And Brutus, I'm glad you said that because I didn't think about it till now, but I just made the connection between us making the best use of our time and, and seasoning our speech to outsiders with salt and to the way Paul ends it. He says, remember my chains. Brutus, I, I, you got me thinking, If Paul can be in prison for the sake of the gospel, surely we can just tell people how much Jesus loves them. Man, if Paul can do that, surely we can do something. Was that Chloe? Oh, no, that was super cool. Yeah, I think it was back, where was it? I think it was back here. Oh yeah, it's so helpful, right? It says, if then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Set your minds on things that are above. No, I, I noticed the same thing, Chloe, that, that the turning point of, of us saying, I'm gonna live for Christ, I'm gonna uh, make the most of my life for him, whatever I do, it's for him. The hinge there is all that Christ has done. Man, good catch, Chloe. That, that, how helpful is that, that we can live for Christ, not because we wanna earn something from him, but we live for him because of what he's done for us. Man, so helpful, Chloe. Any more? Oh, Ignatius, yeah. Yeah, I struggle with that too, man. I think he said something about it. Here it is. Yeah. Ignatius, I struggle too, man. I get legalistic. I get, I kind of live under a cloud of shame, but I'll read it again since you're asking. He says, and you who were, were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, 
having forgiven us all our trespasses, our sins. Ignatius says, Paul's telling us that Jesus did it by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. And he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Man, I'm so glad you brought that back up, Ignatius. We don't, family, if if we're in Christ, we don't live under a cloud of shame and guilt and condemnation because of Jesus. We live under the shadow of the amazing grace and love of the cross of Jesus Christ. He's forgiven us all our sins. we, We really are, you really are, family, complete in Christ. We have everything we could need in him. We are completely forgiven of our sins in Jesus. So like Paul told us, where was it? Back in here. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep walking in him. Let's be rooted and built up in him. Let's keep clinging to Jesus. Like we always do. I know here soon we need to to head back to our, our homes and streets. And some of you need to stop by the market later. I hear there's a coming market called Market Street that's really nice. (laughs) Tychicus was apparently a dad and had dad jokes. (laughs) But before we we go, we're gonna do what we always do. You know what we always do, Colossian believers. We We always sing a hymn before we go out. So we're gonna do that. But before we even sing a hymn, and as our, the, the believers who are gifted in music, you know who you are. If you would come and make your way, go ahead and do that. <laughs> as they're coming, I, if it's okay, I wanna, I wanna pray. I'm gonna steal from my brother Paul. I'm gonna pray like he prays. I'm gonna pray his words. And we don't have to close our eyes when we pray. We can, we can just talk to our Father. He's right here. Father, we ask that you would fill us with the knowledge of your will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. God, so that we may walk in a manner worthy of, of you. We wanna, we wanna live lives that are fully pleasing to you. We wanna bear fruit in everything we do. God, may we increase in our, in our knowledge of you. We don't wanna just know you like we know some stories. We wanna know you have a deep, intimate relationship with you. And God, would you please strengthen us with all of your power according to your might so that we may have endurance and patience and joy and that we have, may have thankful lives. God, please do this, do this in us. Jesus, thank you for the letter of Colossians. My fellow believers, would would you stand and sing a hymn with us? If you were encouraged by today's message, subscribe and rate us wherever you stream your podcasts. To learn more about the venue at Southcrest, visit us online at southcrest.org or on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Southcrest Baptist Church. 